What's up, witches? Thanks for downloading our podcast. This is our preview episode of the third season of American Horror Story, dubbed Coven. Each week, we will produce a podcast review of an episode. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash This American Horror Story Podcast or on iTunes. Enjoy. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I'm ready whenever you are. I'm so Hello, excited. everyone. <laughs> Sorry. So excited. <laughs> okay, for real. Hello, everyone, and welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I keep stepping all over your audio. Okay. It's so exciting. I love this show. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to This American Horror Story, an unofficial podcast about the FX hit show American Horror Story. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co-host, Chris Husted. What's up, everyone? We're back! What's going on, man? Uh, I am so pumped that next week we got uh, American Horror Story starting up again. I've been thinking about this for the past month, ever since we knew Breaking Bad was ending. I started getting really excited. What about you? I am excited, too. It's been a long time. Um... I mean, we've had little, you know, pieces and bits of news about the show kind of floating in for the past 10 months or so, um, which has only kind of built the suspense and the excitement. So I'm super excited to talk about it today and even more excited to watch the first episode next week. Totally. Um, I do want to raise a toast to you. Uh, First, I guess, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Yingling Oktoberfest. It is... October, the time of year for cooler weather and ghouls and goblins and American Horror Story. And I am totally feeling the fall. How about yeah. you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm drinking a Schlafly uh, Oktoberfest <laughs> uh, seasonal as well. So I want to cheers you to actually our one year anniversary. This reminds me. Oh, so cheers. A year ago we started the podcast. So Our first podcast. That is cheers to that. Cheers. Of course, since then, all sorts of fun... I mean, American Horror Story Asylum got how many nominations at the Emmys? I want to say 15 or 17 or like a ton. It was a lot. Um, it was really impressive. And of course, James Cromwell won for Best Supporting right. Actor in a Dramatic Miniseries. Or yeah, congrats, Jim. I mean, he was great. He's a, he's Come a on our actor. show. <laughs> he could talk about Coven with us. Um. I am super excited to dive into um, what we've got going on in this season. Obviously, they've released a lot of these teaser clips and stuff like that. We've got a lot of new cast and a lot of returning cast. I would like to start out this... um, Well, first of all, I want to go ahead and say that this is a preview episode. The next episode is um, next week on October 9th, Wednesday, October 9th at 9 p.m. Or, sorry, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central um, on FX. And I am going to read you uh, the descri- what American Horror Story on the FX website is, is what they're describing Coven as. And we're going right. to talk first impressions, then we'll kind of go into more detail. But this is going to be our preview episode. We're going to do theories. We're going to do expectations. We're going to talk a little bit about last season and kind of go from there. Totally. Let's do it. All right. So, 
American Horror Story Coven tells the secret history of witches and witchcraft in America. Over 300 years have passed since the turbulent days of Salem, and those who managed to escape are now facing extinction. Mysterious attacks have been escalating against their kind, and young girls are being sent away to a special school in New Orleans to learn how to protect themselves. Wrapped up in the turmoil is new arrival Zoe, who is harboring a terrifying secret of her own. Alarmed by the recent aggression, Fiona, the long-absent Supreme, sweeps back into town determined to protect the coven and hell-bent on decimating anyone who gets in her way. Alright, so that's basically our nut graph of what this show is about. So talk to me a little bit. What are your expectations? Well, uh, (laughs) from what I've heard and read so far, this is going to be a little bit lighter of a season. So it's going to be more fun. And I imagine with witches, it's going to be a little more whimsical, Mm -hmm. uh, but still scary and still a horror show. Now, as what to expect out of this season, I really, they're, they're so secretive about character story arcs, and we only have, like, the basis, the most, the fundamental foundation of who these characters are, that it's really hard to make a judgment call, I think, on what we're going to see. Uh, it kind of sounds like a little bit of a True Blood storyline, where the there's a war against witches, maybe. Uh, it also kind of sounds like a... Uh, Harry Potter story where all the witches go to uh, a special school together, but a lot darker, clearly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they can keep us engaged and scared with this, uh, with, with 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 not only the setting but the 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 idea that it's uh, there's a bunch of you know, clearly it seems like they're all going to be female. There aren't any warlock, uh, warlocks here, but uh, or wizards that all these all these girls how how they're going to be. Uh, how they're going to interact in this world. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, um, on kind of your first point about it being a little bit lighter, I've got a quote here from an article on one of the most recent issues of Entertainment Weekly. They did a three-page kind of spread on um, Coven. And um, one of the executive producers, Tim uh, Minier, I guess is how you might say it, said, I would say it's not as grim. It's definitely horror and it's definitely intense, but there's more of a wink, which I think is exactly what you were kind of saying about that little... um, whimsical edge it might have i think i've heard also that it's going to be uh a little bit more psychological thriller versus i don't know if that's versus gore or what necessarily they're kind of, kind of placing that um perpendicular to right but i think we won't that it, get a, we won't be getting like shelly all deformed and gross exactly um and kind of to the point of it kind of a little more fun whimsy i mean the first episode is called bitchcraft so I think we can go ahead and say that that says something in itself right there, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, a very, a, we've got a lot of new cast members and a lot of returning cast members, mostly women. Um, and it seems like this is going to be very female-focused. Right. I guess we should say coven means a group of witches. Right. So people know. If they don't, mm-hmm. I know. They already know. They're, they're smart. They love the show. I'm sure every yeah I'm sure most people who are watching have probably already done more research than us but right we're we're happy to talk about it for you um, actually no we did a lot come on okay we did a lot <laughs> all right she... so uh, diving um well okay cast before we get to cast I want and before we get to kind of a little bit more of the plot details that we do know I want to say what do you think of New Orleans as a setting the first setting we had for um, season one was obviously Los Los Angeles right. We're in kind of um, modern time, old Hollywood, Los Angeles, right? Modern times. Uh, season two, uh, Asylum. We were in 
Um, I think it was in Massachusetts. We're kind of obviously in the asylum being the main setting. And we kind of uh, switch back and forth between modern day and... 60s. 60s-ish time yeah. period. 50s, 60s. Um, in this season, it's in we're in New Orleans, but we're in modern day. But I think that there is some flashbacks to the 1800s. Right, right. With two of our main characters. Well, two of our more popular names. Yeah, as far as New Orleans goes, I am so pumped that we're doing it down in New Orleans as opposed to doing it all up in Salem or something. Where it's, I mean, both places are a bit uh, cliched as places where witches work, but or where witches uh, originate from. But the idea of doing it in New Orleans to me is, it ha- New Orleans has that tinge of... Uh, that creepy atmosphere with the above ground uh, uh, graves Tombs. and the music and and, and the and the, the 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 whole the South the idea of being in the South with the with the drooping trees and the fog and the swampland it's just so spooky there I, I I'm so thrilled that they chose to do most of it in New Orleans because that is to me one of the cities a that I've actually never visited but b it's the, uh, number one on my list of where I want to go next. Uh, what do you think about New Orleans as the as the scene? Kind of, I mean, playing off of what you said, what I think is really interesting about New Orleans versus kind of our Los Angeles and asylum settings, New Orleans as a city itself almost has a personality. I almost feel like we're gearing up to have New Orleans play almost almost be a character in the story. You know, I mean, oh, it yeah. has such a distinct personality from the music to the food to kind of uh, all the history we you just were talking about from above ground graves to obviously I know that um, race relations is going to play a huge role in this season and the historic race relations in um, in New Orleans and they're even going to have some actual historic figures, you know, um, embodied by I think Kathy Bates in the 1800s. But yeah, I mean, I've I just went to New Orleans for the first time a couple months ago and. You're right. I mean, it's got such an aura to it, and you know, you can go on these haunted tour, you know, haunted tours, and you just walk around. And obviously, the tombs and stuff are creepy, but even every like so many houses have like tales of you know people who you know fell off of the roof or yeah, slaves and you know the you know, masters who kept their slaves locked in basements and stuff like that. And there's a right. lot of uh, creepy stories that you can still hear noises outside of those places on certain nights and stuff like that. I mean, it, it has that aura of mystery and a little bit of magical feel to it. it like, right. I mean, I'm yeah. excited for that. I just, it's I really a, and think. it's, it is so old in the whole spectrum of the, the, the birth of the United States too. you know, the French settled there and, and uh, like well, slavery and whatnot. But uh, it, it has so many different cultures too. I mean, the whole, Slaves, uh, French, uh, French colony, um, Cajun, uh, um, Native Americans. Like, it's just all, there's so many different things that happened down there that it, it'll be exciting to see how they, wh- which pieces they choose to use, which we kind of have an idea. Uh, the other thing, and this is more modern, but the food and is incredible down there, but I am so excited to hear what kind of music they use in this show because the music down there is some of my favorite I've ever, uh, ever I've ever listened to. Absolutely, and you know we know what a big role music played in last season, from the name game to kind of some of the background music. You know, the fifties background music they kind of incorporated to make dramatic points and stuff like that. And I can only imagine the type of like jazz music and stuff they're going to be using here. Yeah, I love the I love like like it's like swampy swamp pop, swamp rock. Um, 
bluegrassy, almost country uh, at times with accordions and banjos and washboards. Like, uh, I love it. I, I'm really excited to see what they choose to to score this um, this show with or this season with. Anyway, exactly. I think the music is going to provide such. Um, I mean, it's going to push the story forward just like the city itself is. And I'm really excited about how that's going to play into things. Um, I do want to dive into the cast a little bit. But let's, well, before we dive into the cast, let's talk just a tad bit more about what the plot line is going to be. Obviously, um, we kind of gave a very vague um, telling of what's going to happen. But let's talk a little bit more in detail. This Supreme Witch, uh, who's coming back to Salem after living many years away, is, of course, Jessica Lang. Our girl. Um, going on season three and i don't know if you knew this already she's already signed on for season four as well so she's coming oh, back yes for whatever our next one is too but All right she is kind of a um glam um black prada wearing like high society kind of witch i guess is what her role is supposed to be essentially right she's chic and well a lot of them are they're pretty trendy but she's like this top witch babe right right and her name is uh fiona and she comes from the like salem school of witches but she's like the top the top honcho for the salem school of witches that is now in new orleans after years ago being like driven out of salem to the south basically if uh minerva mcgonagall was anna wintour exactly Although let's let's admit that Jessica Lang wears her age far better than um oh what's what's her name in real life Maggie uh, Maggie Smith Maggie Smith yeah um so oh, I love you Maggie you know so her name is Fiona and Jessica Lang slash Fiona has been living the high life hobnobbing with celebrities they say in LA and she's coming back to kind of prepare for this war apparently that they think is going to happen um, she turns back to the school for witches which is Miss Robichaux's Academy um, I guess we'll know exactly how to pronounce that after the first episode oh yeah Robido Robido uh, yeah I, I I don't know how to pronounce that yet I don't speak it's, French it's spelled like R-O-B-I-C-H-A-U-X Robichaux mm-hmm. Uh, we'll learn quite soon enough. School us, school us, listeners. But she's coming back to rule the coven again and um, patch things up with her estranged daughter, played by Sarah Paulson, um, whose name in the show is Cordelia, uh, who is the current school's headmistress. And apparently, um, their relationship is going to be—they're uh, kind of at odds. Fiona um, is a lot more about uh, confrontational and kind of about preparing for battle and stuff, whereas Cordelia is. A person who lives by the rules and by the book and would much rather live kind of peacefully. So they're going to be kind of two opposite forces, obviously, with that mother-daughter relationship under the same household. Right. I'm excited to see how that pans out, especially because, I mean, I, I, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Based on last season, where they were kind of in a, a, a pole, pole tug-of-war type of relationship, uh, which was awesome. The, their dynamic between them two, hating each other and then kind of teaming up eventually. It'll be interesting to see if that's how this relationship plays out, too. Between and especially, them. Yeah, exactly, because they were kind of, you know, dynamic opposites that came together. So I assume it'll be something similar here. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, so apparently this event that brings um, the, her back to, well, I guess I don't know. We don't know too much yet about what the event specifically is that brings her back to uh, the coven in New Orleans. I almost said Briarcliff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kevin Briarcliffe. They're kind of interchangeable at this point until we know more. Once we know how to pronounce Rub-A-Dub, we'll just say that. Rub-A-Shout, Rub-A-Dub. But uh, let's talk about a little bit about what they are saying the, ep- the first episode is about. So we're talking uh, It sounds like this young girl named Zoe is going to be kind of the main character we're following at the beginning. Kind of in the same way that Kit was this. It was kind of the main character we followed through Asylum at the beginning. Right. Kit, well, um, Kit and uh, what's-her-face? Um, Lana. Yeah, Kit and Lana. Uh, so this young girl, Zoe, who's played by Thaisa Farmiga, who was um, Violet in She was season great one. in season one. I really liked her a lot. She was really great in season I'm one. I'm excited so I'm she's, glad she's back. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she finds out she possesses a strange genetic affliction that traces back to the days of Salem. Genetic um, affliction. What an interesting way to put it, too. Hmm. Well, I read in a different interview that it has something to do with her and her boyfriend are, like, preparing to... Um, do it. Preparing to do it, and something about her vagina having teeth. Oh, she has vagina oh, dentata? Okay. Uh-oh. She's Hopefully kind of the sweet spoiled. girl, except she kills people with her vagina, is what it says oh. in the article. I saw a movie about that once. It was woof. So, I don't know if that's supposed to be your power. If so, that's a really gross that's power. That's a crappy sure we'll power, We'll talk too. about it more. But, um, so she has some issues. I'll that's fight you, but we have to do it if I'm going to fight you. <laughs> anyway, oh. sorry. So, that's what ends up driving her to this academy in New Orleans. Um, so we're going to kind of follow her. She's whisked away to Miss Robichaud's Academy for Exceptional Young Ladies. And um, she, of course, meets there the other uh, students, which are Gabourey Sidibay, um, most well-known from on uh, the movie Precious. I want you to say it. <laughs> Based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> um, she was nominated for an Academy Award, but I do not think she won. No. Um, she plays Queenie, who's one of the uh, students. We also have... Um, we have... Uh, sorry about that. I'm reading my list here. Emma Roberts, who is in American Horror Story for the first time. Of course, uh, Evan... Peter's Peter. real life girlfriend, who they got right. some sort of like harassment deal with earlier this summer. Yeah, she I like don't know broke his. She broke his nose or something like that. Yeah, yeah, she like broke his nose, but then they're still together, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Also, she's she's Julia Roberts's niece, right? She is, and she's not a stranger to horror. She was in uh, Scream Four. She was one of the main characters in Scream Four. Which and was she? Yeah, I mean, she's been up and coming. She's been in a lot of stuff. I think she's yeah. she's a good actress. She's supposed to be kind of the like most talented of the young witches, I think. And then we also have. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, it's um, it's the girl that was Adelaide in the first one. The girl who was Adelaide, uh, exactly. But, um, oh, shoot, her name? last name is Brewer. I don't remember her first name. Right. I think like but I think maybe she's the girl Jamie? with Down syndrome. It may be right? Jamie Brewer. She was the girl that's da- that had Down syndrome, and I think right. that she she, she plays a girl too. named Nan in this season. Yeah, I'm excited to see her. She was great in season one. When when she died off in that one, I was like, ah, oh. because there are so many storylines they could have done with her left. But anyway, no, she's a good actress. That'll be fun to watch her. But so the, um, all these girls are at the school, and they're kind of battling the uh, coven's oldest enemy, which is like the voodoo witches, which are led by. The voodoo queen Angela Bassett. Bassett. Yeah. Stella. Which is a... 
She's going to get a groove back in this one. Uh, <laughs> so I want to go ahead and say for, um, from right there, of all the new cast we've talked about, um, I think we mentioned, so we mentioned um, uh, Angela Bassett, Gabrielle Sidibe, Kathy Bates. Uh, so let's talk about the Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates is playing a woman named Madame Delphine LaLaurie. Oh. And Tell this is her. a... This is like a super racist woman who lived back in the 1800s who was very rich and essentially they like locked her slaves up in the basement and tortured them. And it even says in one of these articles I read that she like uses the slave blood as like anti-aging cream or something like that. Like she's really fucked up basically. She, yeah. <laughs> oh lord. And she is kind of at odds. Angela Bassett is still I mean, I don't know if voodoo witches can live for a really long time or something like that, but Angela Bassett is the one she kind of faces off back in that time. So it sounds like they'll be doing a lot of interacting back in kind of the olden times. Um, and then one more person I want to talk about, a new actress, Patty Lapone, is going to be Oh, yeah, this. I forgot. Patty Lapone, a Broadway yeah. star. Which, what are you doing here? Well, from what I've read, she's going to be one of the outside forces, the non-witch forces that comes up against Fiona and the Coven of oh, Salem. Cool. So I'm wondering if maybe she's, you know, has some sort of politician in New Orleans or something like that where she's like an outside role. Right, yeah, I'm excited to find out. So, obviously, we've got a lot of heft there. I wanted to ask you, who are you most excited for of these new characters? Of these well, new new, um, new actors, let's say. New I actors, yeah. I mean, hands down, you know, the, the, the biggest name on here, I think, is Kathy Bates, right? Uh, that or Angela Bassett. But Kathy Bates in Misery, I think of horror, uh, when I'm thinking of her in horror, like, she is killer actress. Like, she's really good. So I'm so stoked to see her play this, like, evil serial serial slave killer not because i like that but just to see how twisted she can make this character because you know she'll be really good at mm-hmm. it um i'm also really excited to see angela bassett uh do the uh the her her nemesis basically that'll be a great little rivalry there that uh that um uh posing them uh, against each other is going to be so thrilling because they're just powerhouse actresses right exactly what do you think? Who's your favorite? I'm glad you said Kathy Bates because I am above and beyond. She's the person I'm super psyched for. Her character is clearly like Crazy. one that's just yeah, like it's just gearing up to be like a like a horror, you know, <laughs> a insane terror of a woman. And you know, Kathy Bates is going to live up to that hype. Right. So I am super psyched to see what she does with it. It's like if they teased us the Killer Santa from last season. If we had known that that was going to happen, that that this uh, Ian McShane, was, Ian yeah. McShane. That he was going to be a killer Santa for like two or three uh, episodes, we would have been like, "Oh my god, I cannot wait to see this! It's going to be crazy!" And that's exactly. how I feel now about uh, Kathy Bates, t- uh, tenfold. Absolutely, and I agree with you too. And you know, I mean, even looking at this list, you know, there's going to be other actors and actresses we didn't even know are in episodes popping up down the line pretty soon. So yeah, we got Leslie Jordan in there at some point doing God knows what, but he'll be a weirdo, funny guy in that. Uh, I don't know how he's going to fit in, but it'll be funny. Well, talking about our men, I want to talk about the two that I skipped over in the original. You know, I read through all the women. Um, Evan Peters, of course, is in it again. He mm-hmm. plays he plays a guy named Kyle, which is kind of I don't know. Another white it just boy. seems like a very very bland <laughs> name. But um, he is not a wizard or anything like that. Apparently, he's a student at Tulane, which it, for those of you who know is a university right outside of New Orleans. Um, right. He's a frat boy who falls in love with Zoe somehow. So he's probably one of those relations that doesn't know what he's getting into, and maybe he'll get eaten by vagina teeth. We'll see. 
And then, of course, we have returning from season one, Dennis O'Hare. Um, Woo! I love him. Of course, in the season one, he played the guy with, the, like, the burned guy who got his face all burned up and had a crush on Jessica Lange's character. I don't remember what his name was in season one. Do you? Um, oh, crap. I, I do, but I can't. Oh, shoot. Um, Larry. Larry. It was Larry. Larry. Well, he plays this guy in this one named Spalding, who's... The school, uh, like, butler, I guess. But if you've seen pictures of him, he looks creepy as hell. He's got, like, really long, nasty hair. He's mute in this one. He's, like, got really bad teeth. Oh, boy. I mean... Uh, he was also... I mean, he was in True Blood for about two or three seasons. So, he, I mean, he he's he's good at this genre, I think. So, I'm excited to see what he does with Spalding. So, yeah, what is he supposed to be? He's just some weirdo? He's the butler, apparently, of the coven. Uh, maybe he'll also be kind of one of their protectors or something, too. Yeah. We don't have much uh, of a backstory on him yet, I'm guessing. No, other than, yeah, he's, he's the only details I have is that he's mute and he looks really goddamn creepy. So I think there's <laughs> going to be some good stuff going on with him, too. Uh, so we've talked about who we're most excited for as far as the new cast goes. Um, talking a little bit about last season... And all the cast, I mean, we've got all sorts of returning cast, obviously, from season one and season two, but specifically last season. Who do you see as last season's MVP, who are you really excited to kind of return? So, I I would say Sarah Paulson. I mean, I thought she was just, I mean, I expect Jessica Lange to be perfect, and she was perfect. But Sarah Paulson just killed it uh, with her character, and the, not only did she had great material, but she did a fantastic job, so... I am thrilled that she's back, and I, I, I'm really, I'm also a little scared because now my my expectations for her are so high um, for this season. But I would I would definitely say that she was the MVP of last season. She she was able to convey that uh, that uh, drive, that ambition, that passion that we saw her as uh, as a reporter. But then she also started uh, kind of twisting. And this reminds me of Walter White now. This kind of uh, uh, hubris, this arrogance that they can do whatever they want and get and whatever they want. But then also the uh, the vulnerability when bad stuff happens to them. Like she she just nailed all of those uh, scenes with her character. So I'm hoping that her character does have interesting stuff to happen this season as well because she's such a great actress. Uh, so I would give MVP to Sarah Paulson. How about you? What do you think? I agree with you on a few accounts. First of all, I agree that, I mean, we can't discount how good Jessica Lange is and just act right. like it's expected because she has been fantastic. I mean, obviously she won the Emmy season one. She was nominated for season two as she should have been. Like The name game sequence is maybe one of oh the best God. scenes of TV I've seen in the past few years. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, so I'm... I mean, obviously, the show wouldn't be the show without her. I hope she continues signing on after season four if the show continues. Um, Sarah Paulson, but you're absolutely right. Sarah Paulson really did break out last season and kind of became more of a full-form character. She was kind of a peripheral character in season one. She was kind of the psychic, you know? Didn't really have a major role, but she really, um, I mean, had a lot going on in season two. I mean, she was her and... um, What was uh, Evan Peters' name? In last season? Kit. I almost called him Tate, but that was season one. Kit. <laughs> Kit, yeah. <laughs> Tate, Kit, Kyle. Um, they like the one-syllable names. He, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, obviously <laughs> he, he was the main character with her last season, but I thought he was, she was a lot better than him last season. I liked 
Evan Peters way better in season one as Tate than I did as Kit. I mean, I yeah. like Kit too, but Tate was a was lot okay. more interesting character. Yeah, um, I agree. I do want to say, though, even though he's not in this season, I think who deserves almost co-MVP with Sarah Paulson is Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Because he was he was so ridiculously awful last yeah, season. exactly. Like, such a curveball when we found out that he was bloody-faced and everything yeah. like that. Oh, so good. So good. He, I yeah. agree. Zachary, Zachary Quinto... You, yeah, Ty, Ty, for sure. Did he? He got nominated as well, I believe. I think he did too. Yeah, he was there for sure too. Yeah, he so, was great. He he was awesome, and so definitely. Um, but like like you said, definitely excited for what um, Sarah Paulson is bringing to the table in this episode too. As obviously, her and Jessica Lange is going to be a great dynamic, just as it was last season. Right. The only other person that I kind of wish they were able to bring back, but they but they can't because she's on another show now. But I think Connie Britton would have been awesome in this season oh my god if she was in this too it would have been insane mm-hmm. and well and now dylan mcdermott's on another show too he's on hostage right. so he I know, can't come back have them back i mean we could get him for cameos like last season with dylan mcdermott like you know yeah that's possible um no i mean as far as i know francis conroy isn't doing anything major i know that she's on no she's in this she's in this oh she is in this season Frances Conroy is in this. Yeah. Oh, there she's you go. one okay. of the characters I forgot to mention. She's one I'm I'm really excited to see because I saw a photo of her done up in her costume and her she looks like like her character's name is Myrtle Snow. And I have no idea who she is or what it is, but she has this like ginger weave. She kind of looks like um like uh uh Oh crap! Magic School Bus, Miss Frizz. If Miss Frizzle, Miss Frizzle, Miss yeah. If Miss Frizzle and um, uh, Emma Thompson and um, who's the who's the Harry Potter uh, teacher that Trelawney? If, if Professor Trelawney and Miss Frizz hooked up and had a baby <laughs> that was also a witch, that it, it would look like Francis Conroy. Uh, the picture I saw, so I'm excited to see what she is, and she's in the and she's in the main credit, so she'll be around a lot. I, I'm really excited to see her. She's awesome. I I guess I didn't realize that was her, but I am super glad to hear she was back. Um, obviously, she was good in last season as the Angel of Death. She was awesome in season Ooh, one as Moira, great. the creepy. Oh yeah, she's great. I hope they use her a lot more. I hope she's like a main main character in this one because I mean, not that she's underutilized. But she she is such a, another powerful actress. Six feet under, she was fan, phenomenal, you know. So oh, yeah. I I really I'm really excited to see if they give her. I hope they give her more stuff this season. She's she's awesome. Man, there's no one we don't like. <laughs> no, exactly. I think that there's. I mean, this is a powerhouse cast. Let's be honest. And I guess that's what they're able to do because of the format of it being, um, you know, a miniseries or like starting over every time. Is that's how they can get this acting right. cast, even though of course you do have people who return but that's how they can get kind of heavy hitters right. like Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett and Patty Lapone and right you're only shooting oh, for probably like two months max or something like that I don't know what it is but yeah so you can get huge names and you can have this cast that's like I mean I didn't even know Francis Conroy was going to be in this season right. so awesome awesome um another thing I want to say is I've also oh, oh um heard that there is another like creature or something like that hunting witches or whatever uh which reminds me of course of those creatures that arden had in the, the raspers forest at, yeah the raspers outside of uh oh, um i think we might even see what may be the creature thing in the opening credits i don't know if you've noticed that weird, right like, before they thing. say evan peter's name yeah when i first watched i was like oh crap 
like it looks like a like a gothic like stick pterodactyl figure type thing i don't know Ooh, it it's does. creepy and apparently its origins have something to do with kathy bates character oh so, yeah i'm not sure where that's coming from but i'm sure we'll be super psyched about it um so I was going to ask you, um, okay, so we kind of dove into the title sequence a little bit, so let's go ahead and continue from there. For those of you who don't know, they do have a new title sequence out already um, for the new season. It is terrifying and awesome. Of course, same kind of style where right. you have all sorts of flashed images of creepy things. Um, and I think we've already mentioned a few of the things we've said. Uh, is there any more images that I've missed that you want to talk about that sprung up? Right, yeah. The, the the things that I noticed, they have uh, some of the tropes that you would think of with um, witches, which is like dancing around a fire, uh, uh, hangings. Um, they have little illustrations that are similar to the style that have been in the previous ones that convey those. Or, uh, On the floor uh, for like a seance or something like that, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, lots of hooded people. The so KKK, I'm pretty sure we see at the beginning. Yeah, and then they've yeah, so they've got the the the, the masked hooded people, voodoo dolls. We see uh, mm-hmm. things being stitched up. Uh, we also see you know it's things like in in like spooky. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Blair Witch Project actually, but like cabins or or buildings with just like a, a hooded figure coming toward you and the the, sh- the large shadow casts in the background, uh, and or like silhouettes of just like this witch or this person with a hood coming at you. Uh, lots of horned animals, like goats or sheep or whatever they are. That's always kind of a, a something in, in uh, the mythology of witches I've seen. I don't know sacrificial what it means. or different. Yeah, like right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, some cats. Of course, you got to have some cats if there's witches. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, the and then you mentioned dancing around a fire, dancing around outside. That's uh, in, in the woods and stuff. That's very witch witchy. And and then the the biggest thing though I think is the uh, um, the fire. You know, fire has always been a big uh, story with witches, whether it's the cauldron <laughs> boiling or if it's burning witches at the stake. So I think we'll see a lot of that. But anyway, and then that weird that weird creepy creature that flashes right before. I think it's at twenty two seconds, but I think it's uh, right before they flash Evan Peters' name on there, and that mm-hmm. is like, whoa, what is that? So that's exactly. that's what I saw. I thought it was pretty spooky. I wouldn't know. I don't know if it's the spookiest one I've ever seen out of the three of them. I'd have to go back and watch the first one, but it's it's right up there. It's right up there. The first one was really good because um, it was just in that basement, going over like in the shadows, jars of bibles and God, fetuses and shit like that, which was yeah. really scary. But this, I mean, this is a good one. I mean, Asylum was good too. I think this may be better than Asylum. The yeah. opening sequence. I don't know if it's better than the season one. I would have to go back and watch as well. Yeah. Um, one thing that people have pointed out about the opening credits is that we don't see the names of Gabrielle Sierabe and we don't see the name Angela Bassett. Right. Um, what do you this think can be interpreted is? a lot of ways. I'm not entirely sure. Um, part of me wonders if, like, Gabrielle Sierabe dies pretty fast or something like that and we lose her and that's why she's not in the opening credits. Uh, but that would, I mean,. I can't imagine her and Angela Bassett would die that quickly, especially if Angela Bassett's a voodoo queen that's transcending yeah. time, you know? What do you think? I think maybe we don't get introduced to Angela Bassett till, or we only get her a few times, kind of like we saw um, 
I'm trying like uh like Sarah Paulson in the first season, you know, she was only kind of around a little bit. She wasn't a main player. Actually, I take that back because she is supposed to be main. Her character is supposed to be main. Angela Bassett is supposed to be a main character, uh, at least a big player in this whole storyline. So I, I don't know why hers is, is isn't in it. Gabourey's, I would think it's not in it that much because with the witches, we'll see most of the focus between Emma Roberts and Taisa. As I say, Taisa, Taisa Farmiga, yeah, Taisa Farmiga. Um, between those two. So maybe she's just not a main player in it. But um, Angela Bassett, I'm surprised they wouldn't throw her name in there. Because, you know, they do. They always put the famous actors at the end of the credits. Like with, like last season, it was James Cromwell and Jessica Lang. And this, it's with Kathy Bates and Jessica Lang. You would think they would put with Kathy Bates, Angela Bassett, and Jessica Lang. Even if Angela Bassett's only in for a little bit. My issue is, I don't think. Angela Bassett dies quickly because she's such a main player. Uh, as I would, I, I'm guessing that she's going to be the leader of you know the, um, the or she's the main antagonist for uh, Kathy Bates' character. So I I, I don't know, and I, it kind of scares me because I don't want it to lead me to think that someone some characters are going to die early. But that's kind of where my mind goes. Otherwise, they're just going to be not that big of players, or they're not going to have a lot of screen time, which also bums me out because those are two great actresses with with characters that seem awesome. Also, speaking of diversity, that's a little unfair. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. Like, I hope that they don't kill them off right away. I think you're probably right. I think maybe we just don't um, see. I mean, maybe we don't even see the Angela Bassett, Kathy Bates till later um, on. Immediately, maybe we see them in season or episode two or three, is before we kind of really get to their story. Kind of like we didn't really see Dylan McDermott for quite a while before we really got into season two. You know, right, right. So maybe we'll get Kathy Bates for like half a season, like doing all these awful things, and then we meet her nemesis later on, which is Angela Bassett or who is Angela Bassett? Uh, right. As far as Gabourey, though, I don't know. I, I like to think maybe she's just not a main character, and not as much as the other ones. As much as the um, other ones. Agree, and obviously, I mean, they don't show. Um, Jamie Brewer's name in the cr- opening credits either, I don't think. But then again, I mean, she's not as big a name as Gabrielle Sidibe, so. Right, yeah, exactly. So, oh, I don't know. Oh, boy. We'll see. Um, another thing I just think is kind of interesting to point out is that we've got Emma Roberts, who is, like you said, Julia Roberts' niece. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Teresa Farmiga, who is Vera Farmiga's sister. So, so we just Hollywood have Hollywood babies here. That's right, a lot of ancestral Hollywood like yeah one show to another maybe we'll get a Julia Roberts and Vera Farmiga cameos at some point yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um so we've kind of broken down the characters a little bit uh another thing I wanted okay I've got a few more questions for you and we'll be just about wrapping up here for our preview episode um I wanted to ask if you uh well first of all what movies do you think um they'll pay homage to with this kind of whole New Orleans setting right that's Exactly. Those are two uh, genres, subgenres that I need to put in time in this weekend. Uh, but I wrote a few down that I thought I was trying to think of the horror movies that have starred that are about witches. And because I was born in the 80s, my first thought was The Craft, which was a 90s uh, film with Nev Campbell. And that was about witches who are about teenage years. So that would fit that. So I I, I would be excited if they do, because that's more modern, but I'd be excited if they do um, a, a little nod to The Craft. 
<laughs> Probably Teen um, Witch is going to be in there too, right? Teen Witch. Oh my god, Teen <laughs> Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, the gift. Hocus Pocus. Oh my god. My <laughs> friends and I make the joke all the time about that book. You know the book yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that Miller has, and she when she whenever she calls it, she goes book. And the book <laughs> anyway. And Sarah Jessica Parker plays like the slutty witch. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the gift, which is with um, uh, Kate Blanchett, that was a that was also I think mid or late nineties Blair Witch Project. Obviously, I wonder if they'll mm-hmm. do anything with like any handheld camera. Hopefully, and they probably won't with the directors, especially that one director that we love. Um, and then I and then that was kind of where my witch horror movies ended. I didn't, I haven't seen that many of them. Most of the movies I've seen have been more like slasher films or uh, uh, psychological thrillers or just serial killer thrillers or, or or whatnot but i do i do think that we're gonna get a lot of the crucible in this um mm, i could see that obviously yeah. with salem uh and i thought when i first saw jessica lang's character was fiona good my first i was like oh good like goody proctor you know like oh i saw goody proctor dancing with the devil or or, <laughs> or whatever the famous line is from um uh the crucible oh yeah oh that so, uh, may be an homage right there Good yeah, so I definitely think they'll, they'll they'll have some allusions to that. Uh, also, and this is kind of making it sound me sound a little young-ish. Not young, but I'll just say it. Uh, there are like famous cartoon witches too. You know, like uh, we have uh, Wizard of Oz with the the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. And and we also have uh, the Snow White, the Queen, who is who is a witch, you know. Who so I wonder if they'll do anything as as fundamental as like like a, a cartoonish or Disney or uh, um, not more of a caricature of of uh, what we've read or seen growing up as kids. Uh, and then as far as New Orleans goes, there are a bunch of horror movies that I've seen that take place in New Orleans, but they're all, or out of New Orleans, but they're all like either B slasher movies or, uh, <laughs> or crappy PG-13 movies like The Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson, which is actually not that bad. I liked it. And, uh, Hatchet, I believe was, uh, one of them that took place in New Orleans. And God, there's one more I, I saw recently, but those are, I, 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 I don't know if they'll... I don't know if they'll do more of a New Orleans nods if they'll, as opposed to they'll be doing uh, witch movie nods. Um, but I don't know. I'd be excited to see uh, them do both. That being said, I need to do a little more research and watch some of these so I can be well-versed in it, so I can uh, draw those uh, um, nods. Do you know of any or think of any that you think that they might do? I don't know that I have any more witch ones than the ones you covered. There was quite a few there. Um, other movies in New Orleans that I can think of, though. Um, well, even other shows. We talked about True Blood is set right. there. Um, Interview with a Vampire is obviously New Orleans. Um, right. And, like, so between True Blood and Interview with a Vampire, I mean, vampires have a long kind of history of being New Orleans characters. So totally. it's kind of interesting that they decided to go with the witches. Um I'm glad they did witches instead of vampires. Me too. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Other movies that are not necessarily horror movies, but like the James Bond movie Live and Let Die has a great, like, like New Orleans funeral scene where Baron's, have you seen Live and Let Die? You know, Baron Samity comes out of the, ah, I love it. I love, I mean, the, the whole funeral sequences in New Orleans in general, when those make films, 
Double Jeopardy 2 is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> or, or not not yeah, yeah, 2, yeah. but Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy with, yeah, um, with Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. I love that movie. Jones. And Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. That's a fantastic movie. And it, it, it uh, climaxes in New Orleans, and it's so great. It's and they both movie. have jazz funerals, too. Yep. Um, I'd love it if we could incorporate a jazz funeral in here. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. We have to. Come on. Ryan Murphy, if you listen to this, please. Brad Falchuk, if you hear this, please. Hook us up with some tunes and uh, a funeral. Jazz funeral. Well, that's going to be awesome. I'm super psyched to see that. And, of course, you know, Ryan Murphy is so good at um, doing those homages to other movies. Um, Hopefully they don't do too much with Treme. <laughs> just because I've heard just good things about Treme, but I haven't. Like, I've it heard seems like no one's things. actually watched it. Really? Well, I've heard good well, and bad, I guess. It's mixed. The good thing I heard was from someone who was from New Orleans, so maybe it's oh, just Oh, that's like, great. Yeah. I think the I bad thing I heard was from someone who's from New Orleans. Really? Well, well yeah. Huh. Anyway. Um, so, last thing I want to talk about is we've talked about all the things we're excited for. We've t- um, I kind of want to talk about your, you know, two things. Theories and potential, um, what you could see as things you're concerned about going in. We kind of talked, obviously, a whole lot about things we're excited about. Right. Uh, one thing I, my one concern I have is I don't want them to go the route of True Blood where it turns into this all-out war between witches and, like, regular humans. That uh-huh. would be really annoying and it's obnoxious and it's been done a million times. See X-Men, who, 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 which is probably the only genre or only uh, film book, comic book that does it right. Uh, True Blood went that route and I just fell off. I hope they keep it kind of like uh, this small like little culture where you get the inner workings of the uh, um, the the people within this small community, but then also their effect on their just immediate community, not this like global issue or this national issue where we pull in you know governors and presidents and stuff like that. I don't I don't need it to get that big. I like this microcosm of a situation happening. Uh, in New Orleans. That sounds fantastic to me. Uh, the other concern I have is that we get storylines that are introduced that don't do too much. And I'm thinking right now of season two with Lily Rabe's character, who we haven't mentioned too much, but I'm excited to see what she gets this season two. Is she in this season? She is, yes. Oh, I didn't know that either. I yeah. thought she wasn't. Um, she, the, her with that little girl, remember that little, like, murderous little girl who killed people or something, and she tried to cozy on up to Lily Rabe, uh, when Lily was possessed, or sister Eunice. Eunice. Eunice, Yeah. yeah. I, and that, and that kind of just kind of fizzled out, as far as I remember, it didn't really go anywhere, so I didn't really like that, so I hope we don't get anything like that, I hope, and this is awful, because we're just coming off of Breaking Bad, where every plot line, every narrative arc, every plot device even though they, they it doesn't feel like a plot device it's there for a reason and a purpose and there is an end game and with 13 episodes which is this 13 episodes like the others i'm assuming I'm it sure. is i'm sure that like everything should have a purpose and i and i just hope that 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 is the case last season it definitely was like 95 percent there i think uh which was the previous season maybe was like 90 percent there so I'm hoping this is just one more step forward with that. Uh, theories about what's going to happen? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know enough. I think I'll have some really big theories after I watch the first episode. 
and, and I know kind of who these characters are and what's going to happen. Obviously, we know it's most likely going to culminate in a battle between the voodoo and the witches. The voodoo witches and the Salem witches or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I bet, guaranteed, there's going to be some twists in there where maybe sometimes they team up or there's going to be someone torn between sides. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, kind of um, obstacles they put in the way of our main characters. What are your concerns and what are your theories? Um, starting with concerns. My primary concern is I just want... I appreciate that they're going to go the whimsical t- tone and everything like that, but I don't want it to feel too... Um, Silly. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want it to feel too Harry Potter or something like that. I want to have kind of that grit that we love so much about, you know, American Horror yeah, Story seasons one and two. It still needs to be a little dark. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping, you know, I'm. That's what makes me a little, you know, wary. Hesitant about the whole witch's concept. Um, just because, which, you know. There's so much. There's so many cliches I feel like you can fall into with witches, and I'm hoping that they are able to stay above that. Um, so that's that's my primary concern. As far as theories go, I'm just going to throw out some initial stuff um, that I have no basis for, but I could just see having. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I kind of hinted at this before. I see there being an issue with whatever Teresa Farmiga um, Zoe's affliction is with her relationship with Evan Peters. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to have like a competitive dynamic between Zoe and Emma Roberts, who's supposed sure. to be kind of the, you know, hot stuff bitch witch and who maybe is jealous that she's getting the guy's attention. Um, what else? Um, I feel like Emma I'm Roberts gonna... will be the mean girl, so I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm happen. thinking that maybe the beginning of the season in particular, we're fo- going to focus a little bit more on the relationship between um, Fiona, uh, Jessica Lang, and Cordelia, Sarah Paulson, and kind of evolve from there into the bigger fight that's going on in further episodes. So I'm going to guess we're going to kind of focus on that at the beginning a little bit. Um, and I'm my oh, and my other prediction was going to be that there's more to. Dennis O'Hare's Spalding Butler dude than we right. realize because it's he seems like details about him out so far have been unnecessary like intentionally vague it seems like they're intentionally like going about hiding something about him so I think sure maybe, yeah he's got to be more than just um especially if he's gonna be mute too then it like I'm imagining like an ugly lurch just walking in and out of rooms or something like that but I, I he's got to have some other function that we're not aware of yet right right absolutely yeah i'm excited to see what his his deal is oh and my other one was um patty lapone being some sort of like inspector or politician or you know somebody who for some reason yeah who's trying to interfere with do you think she'll sing because we got patty lapone do you think we'll get another um name game sequence oh (laughs) snap I kind of hope not because I feel like that was so good. We can't. I mean, they can't. I right. foresee them putting up anything that can compete with that. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. Those are my theories, concerns, and yeah. excitement all kind of embodied in one. Um, the other thing that I need to look up more so that we should uh, mention in all the previews, I've heard two songs. One is "There Is a House in New Orleans" that they really slow down mm. and make it creepy. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. And then the other song that they use in some of them is not a creepy song at all. 
it's a song by uh, Sarah Bareilles and Ingrid Michaelson, and it's called Winter Song. And they just use the uh, the instrumental for it, and it 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 just goes bum 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 bum. It's like a really pretty song, and it's like a, it's supposed to be like a holiday type song. But also, it's funny because John Legend just sampled that in, in one of his latest new songs. But they use it in a creepy way, and I don't think it actually works. It's 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 in the sequence they use where you see this uh, voodoo doll with a bunch of pins in it, and they play the bum 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 bum. And I don't know, I, I don't know how that if that works as a creepy song or not. But I just want to throw that out there that those are the two songs that they've been using for uh, the previews or the or the little mini trailers uh for for the whole show for the season interesting maybe that one's supposed to convey that like whimsy you were talking about a little bit more as yeah. opposed to the real darkness right. we got last season but although yes we'll see yeah say so all the witches they're showing which are probably just supermodels or whatever they are all like super fashionable and the and the photos i've seen of gabaret emma um i can't remember the name but the girl who played adelaide and, Jamie, yeah, Jane and um, and Tysa, um, they're all like super trendy looking. Like, as is Jessica Lang. They're like these are like not grungy, gross warts on your nose witches. These are hot babes. The hot witches. That's right. That's what they're going for, I guess. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see where we're going with it, and I'm super psyched for next week. Uh, anything else that you want to add before we kind of wrap up? I just want to watch this show, man. I'm ready for it to go. Go, go, go. Me too. Well, with that, um, it sounds like we're wrapping up here. So I want to remind everybody to go and like us on Facebook at this uh, facebook.com slash this American Horror Story. And of course, you can email us questions or concerns at this American Horror Story at gmail.com. Chris, to play us out here, I would like to. Um, so, so you know how the you know the theme song, the dun 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 dun. Yeah, is an opening credits. Oh, that's what I was going to ask, because I was going to ask you to do the noise for me. So I'm going to do the dun-dun-duns, and you're going to do the noise for it. And we're going we're gonna to play that out, out on that, okay? All right. Ready? One, two, three. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I think I was going to do, like, Witchy Woman or something. (laughs) (laughs) You can do go into that afterward. (laughs) I can't wait for this show to start. Okay. Oops.